Hello everyone, it's Karen here and welcome to the Fit My Matters podcast. Today's podcast is coming all the way from Copenhagen, would you believe? And I'm sitting here in the peaceful surroundings of the Danish Horticultural Society's gardens. I've been fortunate enough to spend time in these gardens in different seasons of the year. I was actually here last May when the gardens were in full bloom. Although the trees are now bare, it's just really nice to see the buds forming and the daffodils starting to appear. My favourite spot's actually here on this bench in the water garden and it's just so peaceful. You can watch the water trickling out of the fountains and you can even walk across the stepping stones to explore different parts of the garden. My first visit to Copenhagen was back in 2007 and I've been coming back regularly ever since. I just love the more relaxed and balanced way of life here. In fact, it's no surprise that Denmark is recognised as one of the happiest countries in the world. You might have already heard of the Danish word hygge, but if not, I'll tell you a wee bit more about it. The word hygge originates from a Norwegian word meaning well-being. And whilst hygge is pretty hard to pronounce, it's actually a lot harder to explain what it is. According to the Happiness Research Institute, hygge is about an atmosphere and an experience rather than about things. Maybe you could be having an endless conversation about the smaller big things in life or just being comfortable in each other's silent company. Or maybe you're alone having a nice cup of tea. I'm having my moment of hygge right now. I'm wrapped up really warm and cosy on this cold February afternoon and I'm sitting here alone in the peace of this water garden. I'm now back inside and cosying up in front of a warm fire after a really lovely afternoon walking around Fredericksburg and Copenhagen. I want to spend the next part of this podcast um, talking about Danish health, happiness and well-being and to give a massive shout out to Rain Birkeen who's a personal trainer based in Sats in Copenhagen. So Rain and I were supposed to catch up um, during my time here but unfortunately we couldn't quite get our diaries to coordinate. However, Rain has very kindly responded to the questions that I was planning to ask her. So I'm going to read out the questions and her responses uh, which I'm sure you'll find really interesting. I know I did too. So Rain, thank you once again for this. So the first question I asked Rain was, in her view, why are Danish people so happy? So I'll just read out what she said. I believe the Danish happiness phenomenon stems heavily from two concepts, Jantilo and a strong social system. Jantilo is the concept in the Nordic regions that you are not better than anyone else, that you shouldn't strive to be better than anyone else, and that everyone has a say, no matter their class. I believe this contributes heavily to the perception of happiness in Denmark because people lack high social pressure to succeed financially, socially, etc. They are expected to live their life just as everyone else, which relieves a whole lot of pressure about where one stands in society. There is also a pervasive understanding that everyone has a place, no matter of their job or education level. The second is the social system in Denmark, which offers people free education and health care. People are encouraged to study topics that they're actually passionate about without the need for worrying about prestige. They don't have to worry about being able to afford their education. In fact, they're even paid a pretty hefty stipend to live off each month while studying to ensure they can focus solely on their studies. 
So the next question I wanted to ask Rain was what her clients wanted to focus on and what were their reasons for working with her? I actually explained to Rain that a few years ago I started training at the gym because of some personal and health challenges I had and I was interested to know what the attitudes of Danish people were. So Rain says, ironically enough, most of my clients are international as most Danes already participate in sports clubs, events, etc. and have established healthy habits. My clients come to me for a variety of reasons. But one key difference I would say between other markets and the Danish market would be that Danes generally already have a healthy lifestyle and are usually looking to optimise their performance for an event or prevent pain. I personally have an anxiety disorder and used to work in the legal field, which is what ignited my passion for training to begin with. So for sure, one of the contributing factors for people continuing to train is the management of physical stress. I then asked Rain about cycling in Copenhagen and asked her to tell me a wee bit more about it and if it impacted on gym memberships and attendance. Rain says, practically everyone cycles from the time they're just entering kindergarten. It's a common and expected part of Danish life. We have excellent cycling lanes and drivers are instructed on respecting cyclists above all else. I would say that it has absolutely no effect on gym membership and attendance and is probably not considered exercise by most Danes. Many Danes are already adapted to their daily 5km commute and therefore likely receive little cardiovascular effect. So I went on to ask Rain about the Danish diet to tell me a wee bit about it and what it looked like for the average person. I have to apologise now for my Danish pronunciation. I will do my best here. So Rain says, Danes tend to eat a lot of rugbra and schmurabra. I think I got that right. Essentially very hearty rye bread filled with various nuts, seeds and whole grains, usually topped with some type of fruit, meat and leafy vegetable. They tend to eat oats or muesli for breakfast with fruit, low-fat yogurts or eggs. Dinner is very greatly, but one thing is for sure, Danes eat a lot of various plants, nuts, seeds, healthy fats, and eat takeaway significantly less than say the United States, because the cost of food in Denmark, especially Copenhagen, is quite high. I've also found that eating purely organic and more plant-based has increased in the past five years dramatically. I then went on to ask Rain what the main health issues were facing people in Denmark. That's difficult to say, Rain said. I would probably say a lack of vitamin D and depression due to our long dark winters. Many Danes do sauna and winter bathing to help with this. I wanted to ask Rain then about social media and I was referring particularly to the headlines in the UK and Ireland right now regarding the sudden death of Love Island presenter Caroline Flack. So I wanted to know from Rain what her relationship was and her clients relationships were with social media and if Danish people felt under pressure to look a certain way. Rain says, I would say that there is some level of pressure from social media to look a certain way, usually unrealistic body expectations that one may only be able to achieve through surgery. That being said, I think there is a lot more focus in Denmark on being natural looking. It's pretty rare to see people with unnaturally dyed hair, excessive makeup, heels and other eye-catching looks in Copenhagen.
Finally, I asked Rian what her top three health and fitness tips were for all you listeners today. Firstly, she says, I would say that finding your own personal passion for fitness is so important. Whether that's training in a gym, swimming, playing sports, or even something unique like pole dancing, get creative. If you try something and don't like it, move on. We are made to be active, so it's a worthwhile endeavour to cultivate your own passion for fitness. Secondly, Rain says, would be to increase your activity on a daily level when you're not intentionally training. This could be taking a short walk on your break at work or parking your car away from a store's entrance. Anything you can do to get moving is incredibly beneficial. If you're not walking at least 10,000 steps a day, that can be a great first goal. Third would be to find a way to eat that is not overly restrictive, but that meets one's energy, vitamin and mineral needs. It's been my experience that fad diets or restrictive diets simply don't work, or at the very least cannot be maintained. So finding ways to eat a diet that you actually enjoy and can be maintained without harsh rules is going to be your key to success. Reducing but not eliminating things like sugar, alcohol and caffeine can really help. So Rain, thank you very much again for your responses. I find them so interesting and I find it particularly interesting to learn more about the diet. I know I've really enjoyed the food being over here, particularly the fish and the rye bread. Um, that's been really, really enjoyable. And I really have been taken by the amount of cycling that goes on. Oh, you do need to watch whenever you cross the road. You need to be quite careful because there's a lot of cyclists about here. It's just a fantastic place and I would recommend um, anyone listening to certainly take a trip over to Copenhagen. I know you'll love it. So that's all for today's podcast. Thanks very much for listening as always. If you have any comments or any experiences of your own you'd like to share, please do get in touch. The email address is fitmindmatters at gmail.com.